Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Phil and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Welcome to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier again. We're so grateful to be in community with you. Bill is not with us today because I get to have a Soul Talk with Aubrey Sampson, and I'm excited to be sharing her with you. Aubrey serves on the teaching and preaching team at Renewal Church in West Chicago that she co-planted with her husband, Kevin. So she's one of our peeps, Soul Shepherding Community. (laughs) And Aubrey also has, as we say in our journey, the soul language, she has pushed through the wall and entered into inner journey and is thriving now in spirit-led ministry. And you see that overflow in her ministry as a speaker, as a teacher, and as an author. So Aubrey also is a co-host of the Common Good Daily radio show in Chicago and also the Nothing is Wasted podcast. I'm excited to share with you. She sent me her book, her latest book, New Out, Known. And Aubrey, I enjoyed reading your book. I'm sure you're excited about this new book with Nav Prez. And I would love for you to just share with our listeners a little bit of your story. You are, you're a wounded healer. Oh, I am definitely a wounded healer. That is true. Christy, thanks for having me, by the way. I love, love this community. I love what you do here. And so it is, it is absolutely my honor to be here. Um, you know, part of my story, you know, it's like, which part do you begin? You mentioned the wall moving through the wall. So I'll mention those years in 2015, I woke up one morning, my husband and I were just opening the doors to renewal church, the church plant that you mentioned. And I woke up, uh, the same week we were opening the doors to our first church service and I could not walk. Mm. Um, I, I could get out of bed. I could move my legs, but I could put no pressure on my legs without just falling to the ground. And I was, you know, crawling around the house. My husband was carrying me around the house at the time. I was a, I was a runner. I wasn't running very hard, but I, you know, I would run about three miles every day. And so I thought, oh, surely I have just done something. I pushed too hard. I've done something while running. And, um, anyway, Any listeners who are familiar with autoimmune disease may go, oh, I know what she's about to say, but I was eventually diagnosed, hospitalized, and then diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that impacts my joints. And, you know, by the grace of God, I'm doing well now, but that was this season where I, it was also, I didn't say this before. It was the first week we were opening the doors to our church service. It was also the week, my very first book, a book called Overcomer came out. And so it was like, we were on the edge of what I thought was like, finally our ministry season, right? Like all of these things we had been praying for and working towards were coming to fruition. And all of the sudden I was just literally stuck on the couch. On Mm. top of that, um, I, I have a cousin named Cameron who I was very close to growing up. We spent summers together in Texas with our grandparents. He was an uncle to my kids. They called him uncle Cam. My cousin Cameron was snowshoe hiking in Crater Lake national park, Oregon. He stepped out onto a snow cornice. He took a picture of it. If you've ever seen it, I mean, as a beautiful yeah. location, yeah. took a picture of it. He texted it to me. I actually still have it on my phone, but then he plummeted to his death. 
Um, the snow mm. cornice was not actually like reliable ground. And so it just collapsed. And it's been, I mean, that was 2015 where, where years later now and park rangers still haven't found his body. Mm. So, um, you know, it wasn't just, many of us have known loss and grief. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. just the loss and the grief. It was the way that he died, right? Like, Lord, where yeah. were you? And, and then on top of that, our youngest son, Nolan, who is also doing amazingly well now. So I have to give God the glory for that. But we, we were told there was something wrong with his spinal cord and he had to receive, he had to have spinal cord surgery and then receive ongoing care for years. Mm. And so that was just a season, Christy, where for the first time, I mean, I had been walking with the Lord for over a decade, I mean, over two decades at that point. And I just remember thinking, oh, have I been praying to the ceiling fan this whole time? Mm. You know, I, I, and I, I know people suffer. I know like we're more than conquerors and all, all these things you're supposed to know. But I mean, I, my faith crashed to the ground and I wasn't sure if I could pick it up. And then if I wanted to. Right. Do you know what I mean? Cause like, okay, yeah. God, if you're going to allow this to happen, like, who are you? Are you who I have always declared and believed you to be? If so, then, I mean, your word says you're, you will not let our foot stumble and you let my cousin Cameron's foot stumble, you know? So I just was, I was in it. Yeah. And that for me was definitely the wall. And it, it, it was this moment. I mean, I remember really clearly like feeling like I was almost at a, a watershed or like a fork in the road. Am I going to lean in? Mm-hmm and find the God that I love? Like, am I going to cling to God? Like I never have before, or am I done? And it was the first moment in my walk with Jesus where I felt like I, I was choosing faith. Like it, it wasn't coming natural naturally to me. And so I was like making the choice. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to believe I'm going to lean into the things I have said, I believe. Cause the alternative is like, then what Right. this, this whole life I have built, it, it falls apart. So most of my journey is God meeting me and teaching me about lament and what it does mean to cry out to him when you hit the wall and what it does mean to, to lean in when you feel nothing but God's absence. And somehow, as you know very well, because you write about this and you've experienced this, you walk people through this, is God meets you there with intimacy and in time, I'm not saying it was like in poof, it was definitely a process, but in time, my faith was reignited in a way that's so different now. And so much, I mean, you know, better if, if I'm in a category, like better now than it was on the other side of the wall, because now I have experienced God's intimacy in just being that's and right. him meeting me in, in darkness where I wasn't having to do and strive and, and like, do ministry and write books and do these amazing things to find him. No, he just met me when I could not get up off the couch. He met me when I could not stop crying. And I, on the other side of that, my faith is, has been more real than, than ever before. So my, I wrote a book called the louder song about that. And then known is the follow-up to that. Like, how do we know that God is actually, that he knows us and that he's with us in those really difficult seasons. 
So good. I so appreciate your story and your honesty about that and that you shared the pain of these losses because so many people are even in grief and loss right now. And the way mm-hmm. that you modeled that, yes, we, we hit that wall. We struggle with those feelings of doubt when we feel abandoned by God and we can't see his goodness in the midst of that. And to be emotionally honest with ourselves, with God and with another safe person and, and lean into some of those disciplines that we don't do in the first half of life. We don't, we don't learn those disciplines of lament. And you also writing your book about as a last resort in your deep grief and lament and heartache and pain, you reached out to a spiritual director for Mm -hmm. gracious connection and guidance there in that season. It's so wise to do that. I'm so thankful for that. And then you are articulating here what we write about in Journey to Soul, and that's that actually the wall can become a grace. Yes. We've got to have so much more for us on the other side. And, And that's where you're beginning to reap reap and testify to now and even our, our writing out of your mm-hmm. experience and the overflow of how God has met you. And I just love the way that you have grown now and you're writing about in your book known the name of Jesus, the preciousness of Jesus, the mm-hmm. intimacy of Jesus that you have experienced through this. And I would love for you to share a little bit too personally you write about the avalanche lily. Yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, I love that story. I'm so glad I get to share that, Christy. And, and and I will say just your point quickly. I mean, spiritual direction, this is not an exaggeration. Spiritual direction saved my faith. Mm-hmm. If it were not for my spiritual director meeting with me, I mean, I'm gonna cry thinking about it. If it were not with her meeting with me faithfully for four years listening to the Holy spirit and helping me see that God was there. I mean, I don't know where I'd be right now. And so I am a big proponent of like, you get yourself to a spiritual director if you need to. And I know you have a lot of spiritual directors listening. So thank you for what you do. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you so much for what you do. So the avalanche Lily, I love this story. So the book known is really about the names that God speaks over us. And some of those are in scripture. And then some of those are anecdotal, just stories of where God speaks a name over his children. That's really personal and really meaningful. And I, um, you know, coming out of this really difficult season, I had begun praying a really specific prayer that God would show me that he was there before I knew him. And um, for a number of reasons, that just felt very important to me that if I could, if I could find God active in my childhood before I was a Christian, then that meant, you know, God was here now and everything was going to be okay. And I love that we have a God who allows us to, and invites us to ask him those prayers, even if they feel a little funny or a little silly, like he's not afraid of that. And of course I, I know those things by faith, but I wanted to know it through encounter. Like I wanted God to meet me there. So I just began praying, God, would you, would you show me that you were there before I knew you? And so as I was praying this prayer, as God's perfect timing is, it was one of my last, it was actually my last session with my spiritual director. We were wrapping up our, our almost five years, actually it was four and a half at that point together. And it was the middle of the pandemic. And so we were meeting over zoom, which I always sort of laugh at because spiritual direction over zoom seems like an oxymoron, but it worked really beautifully. Thankfully I'm thankful for technology in that season. Um, but she, um, we were ending our time together and, and praying for a name for our entire season together. And then as we were closing our time in prayer and just reflecting on what God had done over the past four years, 
she said, Aubrey, there's a name that I feel like God wants me to share with you. But before I tell you that, I have to tell you one of my earliest childhood memories because it all comes, you know, connected together in a way that only God can do. But my, my first childhood memory is not even so much a memory. It's one of those stories that has been told in my family again and again and again, that it feels like it's a memory, but it's sort of like the family legend or the family ethos. And the story is that when I was two years old, my parents took me camping near Seattle on a mountain and I would not um, stay in my sleeping bag. I was about two years old at the time. And they thought I was kind of just being like a terrible two toddler, not staying in my sleeping bag. But they, my parents began to realize that they could not stay in their sleeping bags either. And the reason none of us could stay in our sleeping bags is because we weren't camping on a mountain. We were camping on a volcano. It was Mount St. Helens and it was beginning to show early signs of eruption. So the ground was shaking. And of course we were, I mean, it was very early. So we were fine. We got out of there, but that's our, that's sort of my first family memory. And like the earliest story that my parents tell it's this whole, every, you know, we'll, we'll tell it every holiday. We've just been through the holidays and every holiday will be, we survived Mount St. Helens. Okay. (laughs) That's part of my story. I'm praying that God would meet me in my childhood. My spiritual director does not know that, by the way. As we're wrapping up our time together, she says, Aubrey, there's a name and there's an image that I feel like God has for you, a, a way that God wants to name you and to let you know that he sees you in this way. And she pulled up on the screen a picture of a flower called an avalanche lily. And it's a flower that only grows in places where there's been destruction or, or devastation. And, and, you know, the metaphor is fairly obvious, right? Like beauty from ashes and that kind of thing. And I'm very moved by that. But then she stops and she says, but here's the thing. I have felt this whole time that the Holy Spirit wanted me to show you a very specific avalanche lily from a very specific part of the country. And with that, she pulls up another image. And this time it's an image of an avalanche lily growing on Mount St. Helens. Oh, and I, Christy, I mean, I start bawling and I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. (laughs) Did you say you liked that one or did, and she said, no, I know it sounds funny, but you know, we've been in spiritual direction enough that I know what she's listening to the Holy spirit. I'm listening to the Holy spirit. I know the Holy spirit shows up, but she said, I, I know it sounds funny, but I felt like Holy spirit was saying, you need to show Aubrey the avalanche lily from Mount St. Helens. And I mean, I just burst into tears and I'm like coming to the realization as I'm trying to explain it to her. No, no, no. You don't understand. I've been praying that God would meet me in my childhood. And that's my very first memory. And I feel like God is, you know, and I, and I just broke into worship like God, who are mere mortals that you're mindful of us. And yet you are. And it was just one of those, this is what I mean on the other side of the wall. Like one of those intimate moments where I know, okay, the Lord hears me. The Lord sees me and the Lord has known me since before I knew him. And what a good, good, intimate, kind, compassionate, loving God he is. Amen. And I love that. Thank you for sharing that story because it resonates so much with experiences that I've had too. And Mm. we all really long to be seen and known and wanted by God. And yes, need that affirmation of that. I remember in spiritual direction for me about 15 years ago, I was doing an exercise where I was 
reviewing in my life, kind of like the journey map that we put in our journey, the soul book, but I was looking at experiences in my life that were peak experiences, Hmm. real consolation experiences. I looked at all of those. I was looking, what was common in each one of these circumstances that made it such a, a consoling peak experience in my life. And in every one of them, I could say they were a time when I felt seen, known and wanted. Mm. And I think that that's so often. And so, especially when God shows us that, and we need that affirmation from the Lord. So thank you for showing that. And that's, that's the intimacy that Jesus longs to have us and invites us into. And I'm so grateful that you pushed through that doubt, Mm. that grief. Yeah. And and God emotionally honest and called out for the Lord and asked him to show you that personal intimacy and Mm. recognition and seeing and knowing of you. I also love the way that you write about the name of Jesus and your point where you say that usually a name is only a proclamation or a statement of identity, but Jesus's name is the only name that actually does something. Yes. <laughs> so, talk a little more about that. I would love to talk about that. And, and also thank you for letting me tell the avalanche Lily story. It is, you know, it, it sort of re gospels me every time I get to tell it. So thank you for letting me do that. I yes. Love it. It's part of your God story. That's right. Story. It yeah. is. Yes. Um, you know, one of the things that I, the whole book known is again about names, the names that God has for us, but ultimately it points to the name of Jesus because that's, you know, we are so intimately named by God so that we can know that the power of the name of Jesus and Jesus's name is the only name that does something in the name of Jesus. The principalities and powers of evil were demolished and death was destroyed Amen. in the name of Jesus. Um, the penalty and punishment that brought us peace was placed upon him in the name of Jesus were ransomed in the name of Jesus. Sin is forgiven in the name of Jesus. We experience healing in the name of Jesus. We're made new in the name of Jesus. We're united with God in the name of Jesus. We are made holy in the name of Jesus. All things are being made new. And that's not even all the, you know, the Bible says a lot more about the name of Jesus, but I think sometimes we, we only think about the name of Jesus in very one specific way, which is Jesus forgives our sins, which amen. I mean, let, you know, let's never make that smaller than it is. That is amazing. But I think what we don't realize is how shockingly robust and massive the ministry, the work, the power of Jesus is in us and through us and on our behalf. And so I, I did end the book reminding all of us to look to Jesus, especially, especially when you're in that wall, especially when things feel hard, especially when you're walking with people who are going through grief and and trauma to look to Jesus and to bow down in the name of Jesus, because ultimately his name is the name of every other above every other. And his name changes everything. Oh, thank you so much for, for just going over some of that your experience of your feasting on Jesus, and then Mm. you're overflowing and sharing that with us. And so important, Jesus is the one who has come to become with us and has such empathy for us and in our suffering, in our journey, because he has gone before us. And he's our good shepherd leading us Mm. along the way. And he's with us there in the the valley of the shadow of death and ministering to us there at preparing the table in the presence of his enemies and inviting us into that intimacy with him and then anointing our head with oil. And we get to live our whole life 
in union with him, dwelling with him. And so mm. thank you for just sharing a little bit of your personal story with that. And as we close our time together, I would just love it. Would you be willing to say a prayer for our listeners? Oh, I would love to. Thank you for, thank you for asking me to do that. That makes me so happy. Thank you. Um, let me, let me read some scripture that I've been dwelling on from Isaiah 9-1, and then I'll pray. Great. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. And Lord Jesus, because of your name and because of your power, we can walk in that neverthelessness that you speak over us, that we know though there may be gloom now one day, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. And so I pray for everyone listening for this entire beautiful community, Lord, that you would continue to extend your invitation of intimacy again and again over them. God, that with your nearness and with your kindness and with your compassion, Lord, that we would live each moment surrendered to you. God, I pray for um, listeners right now who are hurting, who are weary or worried or war-torn or filled with grief, that you would be the comforter that you are, that you would draw near as Emmanuel. And God, for those who just need a little reminder that you are so intimate, that you have known us our entire lives, would you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, give every listener a, a tangible, tender reminder, one that would speak directly to his or her soul, of how deeply loved, known, accepted, and seen they are. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And friends, if you'd like to connect with Aubrey, you can do that. We will put a link in our show notes, how to contact Aubrey. And also, if you want to meet with a spiritual director, soulshepherding.org, click on individuals up there in the top menu, and then scroll down and click spiritual direction. And you can meet with the spiritual director. You can read about and make a connection there with one of our spiritual directors to companion you in your intimacy with Jesus on your journey with Jesus. Until next time, let's keep our conversations with Christ going. I'm so excited to tell you that we've created a new way for you to be in community with Christy and me and others from Soul Shepherding. It's called the Soul Shepherding Network and it includes webinars, soul care groups, hundreds of resources, and connecting with other soul shepherds, small group leaders, spiritual directors, coaches, pastors, missionaries, and soul friends. This is the place for all our friends to gather and encourage one another. For instance, on January 12th, I'm teaching a webinar on one change to be your best self. I'll show you how to make a three-step plan to make one change so you can flourish in the ways God designed for you. Then I'll take your questions face-to-face -face in the Zoom room. I'm so looking forward to being able to see your faces in the Zoom room. Now to participate, try the webinar, try the network. All you need to do is go to soulshepherding.org slash join the network. And the best part is you'll be joining the inner circle of Soul Shepherding for community and networking. So check us out at soulshepherding.org, join the network, or just go to the show notes for this episode and follow the link there. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.